In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. A warm welcome to our Sunday celebration of Mass. Today the Church celebrates the fourth Sunday of Advent. The opening hymn is an ancient hymn recalling the prophecies of the Old Testament of the coming of the Messiah, and of course there is a great anticipation of the feast that is to come. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, your mighty God and Prince of Peace, Lord have mercy. Lord Jesus, your Word of God made flesh and splendour of the Father, Christ have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth and the life, Lord have mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech you, O Lord, your grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of your Son was made, was made by, known by the message of an angel may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection. Through the same Christ, our Lord. Amen. reading from the prophet Isaiah. The Lord spoke to Ahaz and said, Ask the Lord your God for a sign for yourself, coming either from the depths of Sheol or from the heights above. No, Ahaz answered, I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Listen now, house of David, Are you not satisfied with trying the patience of men without trying the patience of my God too? The Lord himself, therefore, will give you a sign. It is this. The maiden is with child and will soon give birth to a son whom she will call Emmanuel, a name which means God is with us. The word of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Open the gates, let the great King come in. Open the gates, let the great King come in. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Open the gates, let the great king come in. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? Those with clean hands and pure heart who desire not worthless things. 
receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves them. These are the ones who seek him, seek the face of the God of Jacob. Open the gates, let the great king come in. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. From Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, who has been called to be an apostle and specially chosen to preach the good news that God promised long ago through his prophets in the scriptures. This news is about the Son of God, who, according to the human nature he took, was a descendant of David. It is about Jesus Christ, our Lord, who, in the order of the Spirit, the Spirit of holiness that was in him, was proclaimed Son of God in all his power through his resurrection from the dead. Through him we received grace and our apostolic mission to preach the obedience of faith to all pagan nations in honour of his name. You are one of these nations, and by his call, belong to Jesus Christ. To you all, then, who are God's beloved in Rome, called to be saints, may God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ send grace and peace. The word of the Lord. Gospel according to Luke. Mary set out and went as quickly as she could to a town in the hill country of Judah. She went into Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. Now, as soon as Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She gave a loud cry and said, Of all women, you are the most blessed, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why should I be honoured with a visit from the mother of my Lord? For the moment your greeting reached my ears, the child in my womb leapt for joy. Yes, blessed is she who believed that the promise made her by the Lord would be fulfilled. The Gospel of the Lord.
just this week, I had a visit from some of my cousins, and one of the cousins is my godmother, and the other cousin uh, is the oldest relative uh, in my own family. Um, she's in her 80s now, uh, and she's been in the United States since the mid-1960s. In an early part of our life, all of these cousins who came to visit, we were very close. Our mothers were, uh, our mothers were sisters. And my earliest memory uh, of uh, this family is of being in their house and very often them being in our house. It was kind of like you didn't really know which house you were in, if you like. Their, mo their mother, uh, my own aunt, uh, was a bit highly strung, you would say, and very often some of those cousins would come to stay with us to kind of cool off after some kind of anger that they'd had in the house. In our house, it was a wee bit overcrowded, but we seemed to have enough room for them to come. Very often, as we look back on it, uh, we realised that we were very often united in personal tragedies in the family. Uh, their own sister, uh, one of my cousins again, uh, died very early, and my own mother died early as well. And we sensed that we given over the years great consolation uh, to one another. I suppose our own mothers kind of shared a burden in bringing up large families. Uh, both were widows at early age, an early age and both uh, kind of set their families, I suppose, on a good path. But as is the way of things, uh, uh, both of them didn't live to see the fruits of their work. This week in the many uh, in their visit to me and conversations that we had, we found ourselves returning uh, to the past, uh, our memories of our mothers, things that happened in our youth, things that made us sad, but also things that made us joyful uh, when we were re uh, remembering them. But reflecting them um, seemed uh, kind of strange to me as I, I kind of thought about it afterwards, how you look over your shoulder and you realise that kind of common path that you very often share with your family, uh, that concern that you have for each other and those deep bonds of affection, bonds that are strong and bonds that are very real indeed. Today, as, as you hear in the Gospel passage, Mary also is visiting her cousin, Elizabeth. And we know very little about uh, these two people in the Gospel. Uh, we know that they certainly didn't live very near each other. Mary, as we hear in the passage, has to travel to the hill country in order to be with her cousin. But we know from that conversation that there seems to have been a deep bond of affection and tenderness between each of them. Elizabeth, as it turns out, as we hear in the story, is her older cousin and, of course, has passed uh, bearing uh, children uh, She's an advanced age. We can think maybe that our own relatives maybe had sympathy for her in this. Maybe others maybe had cruel words and those kind of cold stares that go with it as well. But this scene of the visitation, of course, is so typical and so human. Cousins visiting each other. That bond between members of family that you can't see but you know is there. A lifetime of memories, shared things, a common path that is taken uh, with each other. 
But as we know, in this visitation uh, between these two cousins, there is something different, something very different about this visit. Because the children they are about to bear, uh, John the Baptist and Jesus himself, are to come into the world through the divine intervention. God sends even his messenger to announce the birth of these children. This visitation then, the visitation between these cousins, overshadows a kind of greater vision, if you like, to God, for God to them. And through them, it foreshadows a greater visitation of God to his people that we know all about. In these sleepy towns then, in this hill country, something special happens. In the life of these simple countrywomen, God chooses to come among his people. But these women themselves, as we hear in the gospel, are not bit players in what is about to happen. They are the main protagonists of the story. It's their voices that we remember. It's their words that we daily recall. You know in the prayer that is the Hail Mary, we remember the words that are directed to Mary by the angel. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. And also in that other part of the Hail Mary, uh, Elizabeth uh, to Mary uh, in their visitation, of all women you are the most blessed. Those words, those words are daily recalled to us uh, that are addressed and spoken by these people. These two women stand in a great line of women in the Old Testament that are called the Daughters of Zion. These women very often turn events, show courage in adversity, show great perseverance in times of trouble, and whose praises are sung in the scriptures and in the Psalms. We can speculate then that Mary and Elizabeth had deep affection for each other as they were cousins. And we can also sense that this is certainly not the first visit that they made to each other, and certainly not the last. We can also wonder that God chooses these two women who are so simple for the task that lies ahead. What was there in their life, their personality, in their existence that made this grace possible? Of course, it's the very mystery, isn't it, of the incarnation itself, that God himself shows himself in the small things. A child born at Bethlehem, a child with no place to lay his head. And the unfolding of his plan comes even in this moment, in the smallness of two cousins, in a very human way, visiting each other, meeting each other, and embracing each other. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. 
and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. We pray once again for the strength to say yes to God in our life. David provided a place for the Ark of the Covenant to dwell, and Mary provided a place for the Son of God to be born, and Joseph gave the child of Bethlehem a home to dwell among us. May we provide a place for God to live in our midst. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. God chose to come among us in humility and lowliness. May we recognize God in the small things of our lives. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. God has chosen Mary to be the mother of his eternal son. May this woman continue to inspire us to be men and women of faith. May her prayers and intercession guide us. We pray to the Lord. Lord. As we look forward to the feast of the birth of Christ, we pray that the Christ child may be born again into a world which finds faith difficult. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those suffering from the fires in Australia, for the firefighters and emergency staff that are seeking to save lives and homes, Lord, hear us. Lord, hear us. For all who have died, especially Randall Ross, Christine Savage, and Peter Mullen, and all whose anniversaries occur at this time. We pray to the Lord. Heavenly Father, in time you sent an angel with a message to the maiden of Nazareth and a message to the humble carpenter Joseph. May Joseph and Mary teach us how to make a fitting place in our hearts for the coming feast of Christmas and so welcome the child of Bethlehem. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Please join in hymn number 851, When Is He Coming?
pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Holy Spirit, O Lord, sanctify these gifts laid upon your altar, just as he filled with his power the womb of the Blessed Virgin. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For all the oracles of the prophets foretold him, the Virgin Mother longed for him with love beyond all telling. John the Baptist sang of his coming and proclaimed his presence when he came. It is by his gift that already we rejoice at the mystery of his nativity, so that he may find us watchful in prayer and exultant in praise. And so with the angels and archangels, the thrones and dominions, the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim. gifts we pray by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and eat of it for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation giving thanks that you've held as worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church, spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, 
and all the clergy. And remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. And we pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb.
hymn number 743, Word Made Flesh. <clears throat> Let us pray. Having received this pledge of eternal redemption, we pray, Almighty God, that as the feast day of our salvation draws ever nearer, so we may press forward all the more eagerly to the worthy celebration of the mystery of your Son's Nativity, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Just to say to you, if you wish to go to confession, uh, there's confessions after Mass uh, in preparation for uh, the Feast of Christmas. Uh, just to remind you also that the Masses here in the parish will be 7 o'clock uh, Vigil Mass. There's no Midnight Mass, uh, 10 and 12 in the morning. So uh, please uh, do come along. Please invite your families as well. It be nice to see as many of you here as possible on Christmas Day, obviously. A uh, uh, man in the area, Randall Ross, has asked us to... Uh, his family's asked us to say that his funeral is uh, on Tuesday, uh, Christmas Eve, at South Lanarkshire at uh, 10.15 for anyone who wishes to attend. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Please join in our final hymn, number 267, The Servant King.
Oh, so-